Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Geekly Reveals, I should have brings you geeky news on a weekly basis, that's geeky, that's weekly, that's geekly, and yeah, I am playing games, it's me, your host, Dom, aka Brother Dom, all over the internet, and once again, I am joined by my fully customizable co-host, would you like to tell the people who it is that you are? Hey y'all, it's me, Stephanie, aka Captain Steph on Twitter, the Snowflare on Tumblr, and hello Steph on Instagram, and I wish it was fucking fully customizable, that's like... I I feel like it is like a like a, a genuinely like universal non-binary trait to want to have like a Mr. Potato Head body. So it's like, oh, today I look like this and then tomorrow I look like this, like. But, you know, uh that cyborg future hasn't arrived yet. Uh hello, Mimi Eric, me not on internet. Uh thank you for having me. It's great to be here. And I also would like a Mr. Potato Head body. Give me the sliders to adjust my figure at all times. Just, you know. I yes. Currently, I'm at height maximum. Maybe I would take that down a bit. Um, <laughs> stop hitting my head on things would be great. What a what a dream. What a humble, yeah. a hum- a humble desire. Yeah, you know, I, I can't speak for, for non-binary people, obviously. But I don't think there's a... I, 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 I think maybe cis people may... Uh, every now and then be like you know i wish i could change my body like a cyborg kind of way without it necessarily being a gender thing yeah i think i've uh, specifically oh, described fair. like to uh some friends mostly like wanting to take some take my boobs off some days and not have boobs fair or, or you i know, think that's fair <laughs> live the song detachable penis you know yeah <laughs> just like just like in cyberpunk 2077 yeah you, a, you know i don't want to take it off but i do want to have a slider you know um <laughs> yeah i I think I've described the same feeling to uh, groups of friends saying, like, you know, I'm not specifically saying that, like, I have any sort of dysphoria or, like, feel one way or the other. It would just be nice to be able to wake up and be like, I feel like looking like this today. And, mm-hmm. you know. I think that would And be people neat. give the, the princess from the Return to Oz movie a hard time for having a collection of heads that she switches out between different days. People but give her a hard time for it? what are we, if not... People, well, people think that that's a fucked up movie, but it's because that they didn't, like, they presented it as fucked up and said it as, like, a weird, quirky horror or, like, fa- fantasy thing, like it actually is. I was gonna say, it would be fucked up but... if they were other people's heads. <laughs> like... Yeah, but they were all, they were all the, they're, they're all the princesses' heads. Then that's like, fine. That's totally she fine. She take them from other people. Yeah, it's when you start, offers, when you source your heads from other people. She offers to take Dorothy's. <laughs> Yeah, she offers to take Dorothy's, and Dorothy's like, no, I'm pretty connected to it. Pretty attached. Quite quite literally. No, I think uh, it's interesting. There's been a post going around that people are like, hey, um, you know, for most cis people, the uh, the amount that you would want to be the other gender ever or see what it's like is zero. And I'm like, lots of people actually think about that, and they come to the conclusion, no, I think I'm fine the way I am. But it's like, I think if you don't think about it, you're doing yourself a disservice. It is, most of us are lucky and be like, hey, I'm fine the way I am. But how are you going to go your whole life and not ask the question? What? Do I want to be it's else? more of like a, if you keep coming back to this question over and over again. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it's like a yeah. super common trope for people to be like, if I was the other gender, I would just look in the mirror. <laughs> or at least like, yeah. you know. Like, I mean, let's keep it real, because some of us just already do that so i I assume if i was another gender i would just continue to do the things i'm doing just in a different way fair enough that's just me though maybe that's just maybe it's a little egotistical um 
<laughs> but yeah, so that's um that's the Blade Runner portion of the podcast. Uh, how y'all doing today? How's it, how how have you been the last couple of days? I've been all right. You know, uh, we ratified the contract. By the time you all hear this, uh, I will have been back to work for the first time in a hundred calendar days. Uh, so that's neat. Do you remember how to do it? No. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Steve Carell was right in that one movie. Just have to. Mm. <laughs> well, <laughs> Which movie? Uh, Forty Year Old Virgin. He's, that's what I was. I was like, <laughs> you know, if you don't do if. You, if you don't use it, you lose it. It applies to publishing, I guess. Yeah. It's a very dumb joke. <laughs> no, I was like, is he making a 40-year-old virgin joke in this the year of our Lord 2023? Yes, he was. Yep. <laughs> but you were. Yes, he was. He's got to wait a few more years and it'll be a 40-year-old movie. God. It'll be the 40-year-old, 40-year-old virgin, you know? I think it's more than a couple years. That, that like... Well, I'm sorry. I, meant, I, I didn't mean couple as in two. I meant couple as in the, the hey, can you give me a couple M&Ms? Which is anywhere between <laughs> two and the, the rest of the bag, right? Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we only count that way years. with M and M's in years, obviously. <laughs> right, it's, it's, it's basically like metric. You know, I was going to say, the, the, is this like another like Americans will use anything but the metric system? It certainly it's Martian, feels like yeah. it. <laughs> it's, it's the Martian measurement, actually, um, to use M and M's. Did you know this is a thing that uh, I found out this week? Is, <laughs> I got it because of Mars. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is a thing I found out this week is Eric that um, the United States like standard measurement system is actually just based off of the metric system. Like inches and everything are measured against like what an, a centimeter is. Like we don't have like a you know a universal standard inch. It's just it's this many centimeters. <laughs> so oh, yeah, technically they, everything they really is. Have, we don't have- Technically, everything is metric. We don't have, like, a metric. magic meter stick, like the, uh, like the French Academy or whatever. Like, it's like, this is the meter. Well, yeah, they had to standardize it, because, like, how long is it? A foot? Like, well, whose foot? Well, my foot. We have different size feet. Uh, well, it's 12 inches, then. What's it, What the hell's an inch? Yeah, a few centimeters. Wait, so hold on. Why aren't we using the metric system? I mean, fuck Britain. Like, yeah. oh, well, in that case, yeah, you're right. But it's not a very good measurement for launching rockets into space. Or really much of anything. Like, when you think about it, like, a mile being 5,280 feet, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, no. I have heard like, someone say... If you at think least about with... it in, like, the context of, like, the historical needs of measurement, like, farming or, like, like you might... Like, pounds are an efficient way to measure, like, an animal. Sure. Kind of thing. Well, if that were the but... case, we'd all still be using stone. Uh, you know, the I weigh three yeah. stone or whatever. <laughs> no, I have heard that, um, at least with temperature, some people say that um, Fahrenheit kind of aligns more to how you feel. Yeah, it's Fahrenheit. Celsius is a little bit closer to, like, what how things behave. Fahrenheit makes more sense because it's a it, it's more relative to how a human perceives the temperature, whereas Celsius is how water perceives the temperature, which is not super useful when you're trying I'm to tell someone. I'm water. I'm a man. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you told somebody it's a hundred Celsius, that's like the boiling point of water, and that's like deadly to humans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you're cooking. But like a hundred Fahrenheit, you're just like, man, that's real hot. Hundred's a big number. <laughs> <laughs> basically am i big hot or big cold right um that's funny y'all got any food crimes this week i'll try anything uh-huh. you did or didn't like 
other than the weird spicy chicken sandwich that they dressed like a burger. Your accident. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ketchup on a spicy chicken sandwich, not the best. Just gonna say that. Yeah, that doesn't sound yeah. like the uh, the most fun time. I'm I'm gonna keep it a hundred with you, man. That does sound kind of weird. Yeah, I wasn't. As I said, wasn't loving it. I think I would have liked it if it wasn't for the ketchup. Like the pickles and onions on it were fine, but like, I don't know. I feel like ketchup ruins most things in a way. I, I think it, yeah, except for the things that it Strong works for, I think yeah. it does mess those things up. Like on for, I'm not a big ketchup fan, but I'll eat it with French fries. But like, Same. I don't know. Put ketchup on a salad, right? Disgusting. No, that's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. like I'll put ketchup on like eggs. Like, right. Fine. Yeah. That's just tomato tomatoes on eggs. Yeah. Like, and I think yeah, you say that, but it's not like putting ketchup on salads. Not like tomatoes on a salad. No. And it's and like <laughs> mostly like. Ketchup is used as a base for most sauces, like ketchup and mayo yeah. like are the base for like a majority of sauces, so I think it's okay if it's ketchup mixed with something, like ketchup is good on a burger, so long as it also has some mustard in there to cut the sweetness of the ketchup. Like, ke- ketchup is just too sweet, is what it is. I mean, That's also like the- uh... your opinion, man. Yeah, sure, it is. I'm just, I'm not saying no, this I as know. being a fact. I know. The burger also cuts the sweetness, too, though. It does, yeah. Um, But chicken? Nope, doesn't do it. No. Not when it's spicy. Yeah, no, that's a... And according to, like, the... spicy. To, like, the Chicago Hot Dog Association or whatever, like, ketchup is only meant for children on hot dogs, so... uh, Chicago? Yeah, that's... That's wild. That's a hot take. Yeah, that's just, like... We know you want to have... We know you want to have the New York hot dog rep, but you're never gonna. Yeah. It's okay. To be fair, like a Chicago like hot dog with like the the sports peppers and onions and everything on it is a really good mm-hmm. hot dog. And like I will agree with them that like mustard is the classic thing for a hot dog, but like mustard mm. plus ketchup is okay. Yeah, I need mustard and ketchup on a corn dog. I need them both. That's yes. the only thing I think that I eat both on regularly. Or I get maybe sometimes at Five Guys if I don't get barbecue sauce. Fair enough. I just think that plain ketchup just on a hot dog is it's for it's it's a baby palate style thing. Like, and I'm not meaning that as an insult. I mean that as like you know, oh, no, no, like, it's just three, two and a half flavors. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's not a very complex flavor. Yeah. Yeah, it's less flavor than chicken nuggets and ketchup, which I won't do. Because I don't love ch- uh, ketchup that much, but that's a little stuff. What are we talking about? Okay, so... <laughs> um, you, were, you asked us about food crimes, and we got a little sidetracked. Sorry, that was my bad. <laughs> no, it's just we're no, thinking okay. about ketchup that much, that's all. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, hold hey, on. Hey, we're from Pittsburgh. We're supposed to be thinking about ketchup. I was like, I know I started this, but something feels like I messed up somewhere. <laughs> Is Pittsburgh, like, the home of ketchup that I didn't know about? The home of ketchup. Yeah, like Heinz. Yeah, it's where Heinz is. Oh, okay. I guess I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Hopefully, it is one yeah. of those things that, unless you know about Heinz, you're like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> right. Like, as soon as you hear that, like, oh, yeah, Heinz, Heinz, formerly Heinz Field, Heinz Hall, Heinz Museum. Okay, that makes sense now. Hope they don't get their water yeah, from the, the Ohio uh, River. <laughs> um. The, uh, do you know the, uh, a fun fact before we pivot away from, uh, from our food, food corner here, uh, that, the McDonald's around Pittsburgh are the only McDonald's where they hand out Heinz ketchup packets and not McDonald's brand ketchup packets because oh, people people in Pittsburgh don't fuck with anything but Heinz huh. as a rule. It, like I feel it, like is McDonald's ketchup Hunt's ketchup? It's not. It's it's a proprietary ketchup. How has that always been true? 
I think so. Oh, I feel wow, like I remember when I was a, co- a freshman in college, when we went on spring break, we went to, I don't know, Myrtle or one beach. It doesn't matter. Uh-huh. But we stopped somewhere, and I don't know if it was a Hardee's or a McDonald's. The story doesn't matter if it was a Hardee's, but I thought it was a McDonald's. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, Hunt's ketchup. Who the hell has Hunt's ketchup? So I just didn't take any. I feel like the uh, yeah. last times I've gotten ketchup from McDonald's, it's been those weird, like, ketchup bottle-shaped, like, plastic containers. And now I'm, like, racking yeah. my oh, brain yeah. for if it says Heinz or Hunt's on it, and they I don't really be... remember. They might I'm always say, use the shape, always... but... I've only seen the Heinz one that's, that are like that, but you might yeah. still be a close enough proximity. That's true. I have no idea. I also, again... Don't order enough ketchup from places to really notice. So yeah, <laughs> that might be the way. Uh, so anyway, aside from yeah. ketchup, yeah. Let's no, this is ketchup facts only. Ketchup facts only. You know, sometimes it's not red. Um, yeah, I don't really know where to go with this. I guess we could just kind of go. Uh, let's start with what we're playing this week or looking at this week, right? And then we can jump into the topics, and we'll just go chronologically to the best of my ability. Who sure. Knows what's going on? Uh. I'm not really playing anything new, just Overwatch, but I am uh, watching more episodes of Poker Face with Natasha Leone. Nice. Good show. She's uh, She does uh, good work. And all the shows that uh, we watch, kind of like all the seasonal stuff, like Next Level Chef are coming back. Uh, it's a good time for seasonal TV. Just nice, uh, digestible television. And more complex stuff. Ryan Johnson is a really good director. And What's the more time passes... Yeah, he uh, is the producer and director and I think writer on Poker Face. Oh, wow. Uh, Natasha Leone is also like a, a producer, but uh-huh. yeah, Ryan Johnson is the director on Poker Face. Um, so yeah, when he was doing interviews for Glass Onion, he was also talking about like, yeah, I'll have this other show coming out soon too, so I'll see you back in this chair in like three weeks. Yeah. So, what about y'all? Were y'all playing anything new this week? Y'all working on anything? I finished my... Uh... My mental health playthrough of Spyro 2 Ripto's Rage last night, uh, in, I think, 13 hours of gameplay. Nice little, just, get it done. Um, and now I have started playing KOTOR, the original, like, well, the Switch emulation of it. Of Knights of the Old Republic. Just the original Knights of the Old Republic Star Wars game. Yeah. I have played through one level, uh, which I think is the tutorial level, and, uh, now I'm... Recording this podcast, that's as far as I've gotten. Yeah. Did, <laughs> but, so when you went through character creation, do you remember what, like, you chose to be, like, your, um... Like... I picked, like, the tank. Okay. That, that makes sense for yeah, you. Yeah, like, the warrior. Yeah, I was like, I'm not I'm not gonna play with myself. Like, this is the kind of character that I would want to be. So, I, you know, not to spoil things for you, but, like, the first game is kind of weird in that when you first make your character, you choose a non-force user class. It's like... Hey, uh-huh. you can be a pistol user, or you can be a like a melee fighter, or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, a few hours into the game, they're gonna be like, "Just kidding, you're a Jedi. What kind of Jedi do you want to be?" And yeah. <laughs> like the first time playing through that game, it kind of messes you up because you're like, "Yeah, I want to be like a cool pistol, like dual wield pistols and shoot things." And it's yeah. like three hours in, it's like, "Hey, you're a Jedi. Get rid of those pistols. You need a lightsaber. <laughs> Throw that shit away." Yeah. Blasters are um, cowards' weapon. So it kind of breaks the, like, however you were building your character. Um, I'm excited to hear your uh, your thoughts as you play through it, because it's, uh, I mean, it's it's outdated in a way because it's old, like it came out in the early 2000s, uh-huh. but, like, so there's probably going to be some takes in it that are not 
great. Not the greatest. But, like, it's still a very classic RPG, and, you know, going in with as little knowledge as you are, it, it'll it be an interesting yeah. experience. Um, and I hope you, uh, I hope you like yeah. it enough to play the sequel, because I think the sequel is, like, leagues better. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, uh... I don't know. It's a, it's fun to be doing a Star Wars thing. Uh, I don't know. In like a Star Wars time help. period that isn't really explored that, yeah, that otherwise. Yeah, that I haven't really because I'm not. I don't like read a ton of the tie-ins or anything. So like, I have no. Uh, no, no knowledge of what comes next. Yeah, for those of you, including Dom, I don't know if you know too much about the Old Republic. Uh, takes place like nah. I played like probably six hours into it. Okay, like, you're in this underground tunnel. I think actually I, I stopped right around when you get a lightsaber. Yeah, Cause I uh, think that's when I either had to t- turn it back into the return place or I just kind of lost interest. Cause I'm like, I think I hit a wall that I either was in the wrong spot or I had to grind a little bit. I'm like, man, I'm getting my ass beat too much. I'm done, man. I'm gonna play Kingdom Hearts or something. That's fair. Um, it uh, the Old Republic takes place like something like 50,000 years before, like, the prequel trilogy. Like, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be, like, the distant past in Star Wars, so... Which, insane to me that, the, like, they're like, yeah, it takes place, it's, like, counterweight levels of distance from, like, just, like, tens of thousands of years, and yet, like, they're like, but yeah, it's still the same Republic, and we still have Jedi and Sith. Yep. <laughs> Never you mind that we haven't even... I don't think we even have that much of recorded human history. No. <laughs> the, and, like, they... <laughs> It is interesting because, like, it 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 does, like, set up this, like, well, the Republic, like, still exists in, you know, current Star Wars. Like, how does that work? And the way mm. that they've kind of developed it in, like, some of the old Republic stuff, it's like, it's not really the same Republic. Like, yeah, like, it's a Republic of, like, planets, but it's always changing based on, like, what's currently mm-hmm. going on in the galaxy. So, like... Yeah, like, which planets are... Yeah, which planets are considered, like, you know like core worlds versus like outer rim or whatever like it's yeah it's weird um there are certain planets that are always important like for some reason coruscant always important i was gonna say is it one of them coruscant (laughs) yeah um and it's just in the middle of every it's it's everywhere it's it's the closest to everything yeah and then the other thing is like dead center Every game will always have you go to Tatooine because it's like one of the most eminently recognizable Star Wars settings. Because like, yeah, if you only watch ten minutes of the first Star Wars, all you will know is Tatooine. So they've got to get you there. <laughs> well, hold got on, to. wait. Does Does a New Hope start on Tatooine, or does it mm-hmm. start on uh, in space? I mean, it starts, well, in, it starts space, in space, but it, then it's you like have to immediate. watch at least like. 11 minutes to get to Tatooine. I don't think it's 10 minutes aboard the, um... The, the ship, the, the yeah. handoff? I don't remember, yeah. I think I, that's pretty quick, because it's like, they get captured pretty quick, and then the droids eject into the escape pod, and they're immediately on Tatooine. Okay, okay. So. That's true, yeah. Oh my hey, I mean, what's love the Tatooine! What's the difference between Tatooine and Jakku, really? Nothing. Like, other than other okay. than where the lightsabers are buried. First first seeing Jakku in like the sequel trilogy, I thought it was Tatooine at first. I was like, oh cool, we're on Tatooine again. And they're like, oh no, this is a different desert planet that looks exactly like Tatooine and functions oh, yeah. almost the exact same way. Like, and at the end of Rise of Skywalker, when she goes back to Tatooine, I'm like, oh, she came back to Jakku. Oh no, there's two sons. Never mind, she's back on Tatooine for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't been here the whole the whole sequel trilogy. 
and like I think they had to go where it all began. I think some of it was that like by that I mean Anakin being a little brat. <laughs> I think some of it was that like it was cheap for them to shoot at the location where they put Tatooine, like mm-hmm. so that's why they did that in the original <laughs> trilogy. But yeah, there's no reason to go also, back. Also, like there. you know, function reasonably, there are many planets in the galaxy that have deserts desert climate deserts. arid climates yeah but yeah um i just think it's funny that like every star wars game is always like you know there's hundreds of hundreds of planets but we're gonna go to tatooine don't worry <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah we'll find a reason to go there in the in the vast universe yeah like there's so many oh, planets man. and like so many different like ideas and biomes you could explore like based on like what star wars has like put out there as like their fiction yeah like what what exists in the world already yeah like yeah what have we seen we've seen desert planet ice planet forest planet water planet city city planet planet, desert planet new desert planet (laughs) salt planet (laughs) forest planet yeah space city yeah yeah and I mean, there's a lot, like, I think that the things that they've done in some of the extended universe, it's like, like the video games, it's like you get, like, you know, a lot of, like, space ports, you know, like, this is a big yeah. space station, or, you know, uh, in Knights of the Old Republic, there is a water planet, like, that is much more water planet than I think um, other... I was thinking of the place where Jar Jar's from. Oh, Jar Jar's Naboo, like, that's like an like a normal, like, Earth climate, because there's land there, too. Oh, they just live underwater. Okay, yeah. so it's not a water... Okay. Yeah, no, the because there's, like, a straight-up, like, water planet in Knights of the Old Republic, where, like, the primary species lives underwater, and you have to be underwater. I, I was gonna say, do I have to learn swimming mechanics in another no, video game? No, it, it all takes place in, like, either, if I, if I recall correctly, either, like, at the bottom of the ocean, or, like, within, like research labs at the bottom of the ocean <laughs> so okay you know uh, what are you playing eric uh i started playing uh theater rhythm final bar line the final fantasy rhythm game um it's nice. it's good it's more theater rhythm a game that's been out since like you know 2014 or something like that 2013 <laughs> um 10 years yeah uh but it's good. Um, I'm not in love with... So, like, it was originally... Theater Rhythm was originally a game on the 3DS. So, like, it had mm-hmm. touch controls, and the way you played the rhythm game was by, like, moving the, the stick or your finger on the touch screen to, like, match things on the main screen. Mm-hmm. And I'm not... Like Osu and Elite Beat Agents are a little different. A, sort of. Like, there's... There were certain things where it's like you had to swipe the, swipe the touch control to, like match like an arrow on a note or whatever or you had to like match the up and down movement of like a wave uh that kind of thing oh, um that sounds really familiar i wonder why hmm okay yeah good it's like and, and i liked that um but the way that they've translated that into the switch and i guess ps4 slash ps5 is that obviously you can't have like touch controls so like the slides so like the things where you would like swipe the stick one way or the other is now like moving the joystick one way or the other and that can be somewhat cumbersome to do depending on the way you grip your controllers um similarly like the there's there's like two main styles of song in the game it's like battle and field because it plays like an rpg (laughs) in addition to like that's right yeah yeah in in addition to being a rhythm game 
So, like, the field songs are, like, songs you would hear while you're out in the world in Final Fantasy. And those are, mm-hmm. like, a single, like, almost like a music bar that scrolls from left to right. And then you have to, like, play the notes as they hit the, like, note line or whatever, the beat line. That'll have, like, waves in it, which is, as I was talking about, like, in the DS version, you would be physically moving your finger or the touch control up and down to, like, match that wave. In this, it's, like, you have to do it with the control stick, and there's, like, two variations of this control. It's, like, either finite, where, like, you have to perfectly match that on your own, which is weird because the control stick is not sensitive in the way that you want it to to do that. Right. Or... It's like an auto mode where it's like so long as if the wave is going up, if you are holding up, it'll just match it. And like when you hit the peak, so long as you're holding down, it'll just match that going down. Um, yeah, I thought I, I see how that could feel awkward. Yeah, because sometimes those lines are like, you know, it starts out being like big waves and it goes into like little teeny tiny ones. And you're just sitting there I'm like, I don't know if flicking the stick up and down is going to do it. Like, I have no idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. So it just feels a little weird, uh, but it's I'm getting used to it. Uh, as somebody who I th- like, I I don't want to say I'm like, oh, I'm a master at rhythm games, but I can usually play through most rhythm games on like either the highest or like the second highest difficulty. Like sometimes I can't do like the you know twenty stars max difficulty because it's just insane. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah. I can usually keep up. (laughs) Yeah, like I can usually keep up with most stuff, but like, so it's kind of frustrating to encounter a system where it's like, I know that in the original theater rhythm, I was playing on the max difficulty and like perfecting songs. And then in this one being like, I can't do it because the controls are weird. (laughs) So that is rough to go to. Yeah, like a new system. And you're like, is it me? Am I the problem? Yeah. So. But it's it's good, you know. the The art is cute. The music is always good. It's Final Fantasy. Like it's you can't really go wrong with Square stuff. No. Yeah. Um, the only thing, my only gripe about it has been the price. <laughs> you know, it's fifty dollars for the yeah. base game, eighty dollars for the base game plus like I think it was like thirty ish songs and the first wave of DLC, and then a hundred dollars for everything, including like two additional waves of DLC. It's just a lot of money. Kind of season pass or something. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah, lo- a little much. Games are expensive. Yeah, they are. And, you know, when I look at it, I'm like, you know, I've definitely paid more than $100 to get all of the Project Diva uh, DLC as it's come out. <laughs> but but it's over time and it doesn't feel as bad because, like, I keep yeah. buying stuff rather than, hey, I got to buy a whole bunch of stuff all at once and I don't know if I'm going to love this game enough right. to be doing this. And all of it's not even out yet. That's the thing. Like, that's the, the tough thing, too. It's like, well... You know, you're giving me this release schedule that goes on until, like, November. Am I still going to want to play this game in November? Like, you know, there are two games that come out this week that I want to play, or three, I think. (laughs) Like, there's no guarantee that I play this further than, like, a month. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I'm kind of excited about the Sonic Frontiers DLC, because it's far enough away that it's I've stopped playing that game. And it'll be a reason to come back to it, rather than hoping that I'm still playing. Right, and... I think that's, like, a thing that, like, games have to juggle is the do you want to bill yourself as almost like a live service where you're giving out DLC every month as a reason to keep playing it? Or do you want to give mm-hmm. people a long enough time where it's like, okay, they can feel satisfied and then come back to the game later? Um, 
Ooh, that's that's a rough proposition, you know, monetarily because you want people to come back. Like you you don't want to say, well, we're gonna build this nice big DLC world, and people are like, yeah, but I'm done with your game. Like, so we built that for nothing. That was a huge waste of money. Um, but I think if you make a pretty good game, people will come back. Like people bought the DLC for Horizon Zero Dawn, and they were they did a sequel. I'm sure people would buy Elden Ring DLC if there's not already some. There hasn't been yet. That's the other thing I've been playing this week is Elden Ring. So, uh. <laughs> I guess our mutual friend has been talking to me enough about Elden Ring that I decided that I should also play Elden Ring again. Got the bug. Yeah. The Elden bug. Yep. That's a good game. Like, just running around in that world, it's it's like, man. You know, I was giving it shit for, like, winning all those awards for Game of the Year and all that kind of stuff, but then going back and playing it, Uh no, it deserved it. Like, it was really good. You're like, oh, this is a good game. This is a well-designed game. I'm having a great time playing this game. Yeah. This game is really hard. It's like... it, it is it's both hard and beautiful and like beautiful in its difficulty as well like <laughs> uh you know yeah i think it's just one of those things that it's annoying when something keeps winning awards because you're like guys relax man but at the same time you're like well it deserves it but i'm just tired of hearing about it <laughs> right like there were other games that came out that i wish had won more awards uh but if one had to win a bunch of them i'm glad it was held in ring <laughs> it does seem like it just from seeing some more stuff, it does seem like it deserves it. Yeah. So there's. I, I can only be but so mad. Like, I don't mind being salty because I'm not mad. If that makes sense. Hmm. Oh, cool, cool. Salt cool. and matter, different levels of emotion. Yeah. No, I. You can be mad salty though. Oh yeah, you could definitely be. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm wondering. I want to have a discussion one time about like you know, battle passes and season passes and DLC and live service stuff. Because, like, whether whether someone does it well or not, there's the question of, is that even a thing that should matter, right? Um, and people say, you know, back in my day, which... The game right, was the game. <laughs> uh, a game was a game. You bought the game and it just worked. I'm like, yeah, but also if you bought a game that didn't work, like a small thing, some niche thing... Uh, it could ruin the it whole game. It just didn't work and, forever, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, obviously, you know, if you but shoot a lot the game of, that didn't work, you were screwed. I was going to say, a lot of games back then, stuff. a lot of games back then, like, didn't, I think it was like, A, the complexity of games was lesser, um, and, mm-hmm. and B, like, there was kind of less of a time crunch in a way. Like, I'm sure that they were still given deadlines, but, like, it wasn't like everything was being rushed out all the time. Like, yeah, just based on the demand and the amount of market, like, yes. the space in the market. Like, less games used to come out. Like, that's just a fact. Like, yeah. we, we used to have less video games coming out every week than we do now. So, like... Fewer. Fewer. Sorry. <laughs> I'd say... I, I'd argue also less. <laughs> yeah. We have lesser games coming out. Yeah, like, that's true, too. Like, in in the way of, like, lesser in their complexity, lesser in their length. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so... It wasn't very often that a game got shipped in a broken state. Like, that, something had to have yeah. gone extremely wrong for that to happen. Like, looking at, like, big rigs over the road racing or, like, you know, um, Die Katana, the John also, Romero uh, game or whatever. <laughs> I, yeah, cause it, well, I think before, games, when they weren't finished, would just come out with miss. They would just block off content. Right, and actually, uh, that's like a, a whole thing on, like, TV tropes, like, called Dummied Out. That's a that thing, thing in of, um, that's in in Star Wars uh, Knights of the Old Republic two had like a whole like two planets missing from its like content because they they ran out of time. Well, yeah, I mean Sonic three got 
They're like, yeah, yo, we need you to hurry and release this game so we can have a collaboration with Burger King or McDonald's or whatever. And they said, fine, we'll just make this whole, we'll invent a technology so that we can finish the game. Which, that's what happened before. If your game's not finished now, you get a day one patch, which isn't the worst thing. Um, but, no, it's, there is a level of, you know, games should come out complete. But also people don't want that, despite what they might say. Like, oh, I'm tired of games having released content all the time like why can't they just release a finished game it's like because you'll stop because you demand it. yes because yeah, that's the, what customers are buying nowadays like that's the market research is there <laughs> like well yeah the market research is there and then if you if you even listen to the complaints people have it's like you clearly disagree with what you do you know and and i just think of um I mean, my my current run right now is Overwatch, but I see it happening with ha- the, even the Halo games. If they're not releasing content in big air quotes, like just stuff to give the player, people will leave and say, there's nothing to do. I'm like, how's the gameplay? Well, the gameplay's fine. Then why do you need rewarded to play? Like, right. people still play Halo yeah, 2 and 3. I was going to say, we used to play Halo 3 just to play You're playing a video game <laughs> on purpose, yeah, to play it, not to get, like, skins or whatever, like... I think part People of that's still like play Smash Melee was it tw- twenty two years well twenty one years later and granted that game if we had internet they would have patched out wave dashing after a month which I would have preferred for the history of fighting games but that's just me um, but people play a game because they like it there's no more content in that game it's the cosmetic or like what would a battle path look like in a Smash Bros game you literally could only sell characters and stages and music because like what features are you gonna give me oh we got another costume for mario yeah i don't care man just balance the game like that's all i really want part of this can be like linked to like the advent of achievements and like achievement based like games as well like before that like like, you played you played a game because you were enjoying it you played it again if you really liked it or like you played like side content in it if you really liked it or whatever or multiplayer but, like, once you started putting in achievements and achievement points, like, on the Xbox 360 and then, like, like the, the PS3. the concept of 100%ing. Yes, the concept of 100%ing and the concept of achievement hunting because it makes your gamer score go up or whatever. Like, that yeah, kind of... call that back in the day, the EP. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like and that kind of breaks the way that you, or, like, we as, like, a group of gamers as a whole interface with video games. Because instead of it being about you're trying to enjoy the experience or, you know getting something out of the game like whether it's a sense of community by playing like an mmo or like you know an online like shooter or whatever like instead you're like no i've got to get all of these specific achievements and then and then if those are all done and they're not adding anything then there's nothing for me else in this game i can be playing another yeah, game to get more wanna... points like yeah yeah i don't want to play with you anymore yeah like... yeah which is too bad because like again that, that's that's not really supposed to be the point you know and People get that when it's certain games, like The Last of Us, like if it's very story-focused or something. Um, but it, it is just weird for me that people... like I know people want a sense of accomplishment, and people said, well, where's the progression? I'm like, what do you mean the progression? The progression is you're better at the game than you were last time you played it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, but I don't have anything to show for it. Well, what do you... What do you need to show what for it? What did you like, think? <laughs> I don't... What are, yeah, what, what, were you expecting payment? Right. How do yes. you feel... Like, basically yeah, yes <laughs> that's what gamer score is to people is like it's it's they're receiving the the um the dopamine hit of seeing that little thing pop up and be like yeah i got 25 points for doing that real good like i did that so good yeah whereas like i play slay the spire to this day it's like well why do you like it's it's randomized but it's 
Like, hey, well, what is there to achieve? Like, well, I just want to keep seeing if I can win at level 20, but I haven't beat the hardest challenge in the game, like the Ascension level 20, defeat the heart. And when I do that, yeah, I think a little achievement will pop up, but I'm like, I don't need the achievement. I need to know that I can do it, and I know that I can't do it. Because I can <laughs> It's real easy to just put a mod on your game that can trick the game into things. Like, if I just want the score, yeah, you can get that, but that's not doing anything for me. I don't need the points. Right. I need to be like, nah, I'm a good Slay the Spire, <laughs> um, which I'm not there yet, which is fine. You know, it's a process. But, and, like, yeah. I'm I'm guilty of, like, definitely having that moment of chasing the dopamine hit and wanting to get that score to go up or get that next trophy in the PlayStation version or whatever. Yeah, but you're not doing it in games you don't want to play. Like, there's right. a reason the only game that I've 100%ed was Sonic Generations, because, well, I was already just playing that game forever and ever. I'm like, yeah, let me let me just go for the 100%. Yeah, like, I think but I talked I about... Rooftop Run at least a 100 times. May as well find something else to do in this game. I think I talked about, like, 100%ing Ghost of Tsushima, which is, like, a thing that I just don't do anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I... So there are some that I do, but I actually find myself being more drawn to, like, playing games on switch where there isn't an achievement system because i don't have to Uh like that way i can enjoy the game at my pace i don't have to like think about like you know at this point where you are in the story what's yeah like because like that is also a thing if you get like close to that then you're like well i should probably go find those last two jewels or whatever like and then the other thing too is like achievements can kind of ruin some sort of like a sense of immersion in a game because like a lot of the time it'll pop up and be like you got the achievement, the final chapter. And it's like, well, now I know the game's almost over. Like, don't ruin that. <laughs> like, you know, it's things like that. Uh, it, and I know that that pe- if, if we were to ever receive comments, people would be like, well, you can turn those notifications off. I know. Okay. That's, I get that's not it. the point though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I do like getting the pop up, like, and then I see what the requirements are. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Like, Look at personas. Is unlock the full bestiary of personas. I'm not doing that. No, <laughs> I might try a little hard to get some of those other ones, but I'm not. I'm not doing that because it's just gonna be reading a guide anyway. Because I'm not gonna do it naturally. Right. Um. But it's like, oh, hey, go fight death. Oh, that's something I could do. Yeah, I'll go fight him. That sounds like sounds like content. It's there. Yeah. It's. Uh, it is. It, that's it's just it's my something... opinion. I've just been having a bugbear the last few months of people. Like, come on, guys. No, just it's... Play, like, just enjoy it. It's man. an interesting it's point to bring up, and I think it, like, as I said, like, I think it does really tie into the way that, like, gamers, you know, big air quotes gamers, have been, like, trained <laughs> to, like, interact with games now. Like, it's no longer just, I'm playing a game because I enjoy the game and it's fun. It's, I'm playing a game because I've got to get the next thing in the game. <laughs> like, yeah, which is, is... Which I'm glad games like Elden Ring come that along. next game and, thing. And, 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 like, knock people off that, because... What I've been trying to say to people, and I think it's it would ruin a lot of games for some people, but I think we'd get a more pure experience of games, is if you can't enjoy a game without there being some sort of uh, external reward, you know, like a skin or the achievement pop-up or some other thing, if you can't enjoy the game without that, then to you, at least, the game's not that fun, and that is fine. You don't have to, if you can't enjoy a game without their, without the dopamine hit, of something outside of the game, like I'm not talking about story or winning, but I need I need someone to give me something shiny. Hey man, stop doing that. That's unhealthy. Go play something else. Yeah, or there being like, like the eternal yeah. thing to chase. Like World of Warcraft is super guilty of this, where there is always something better for you to be going after, and like that's great. Box treadmills, baby. Yeah, and that's great for the yeah. people who want that and only want to play one game or only want to interact with one piece of media. 
but like it's not a way to design something to be like fun as a whole in a way like it's right. yeah. you know and that's why i always think that um yoshi p has had a very good approach to the way that they develop final fantasy 14 because whenever people comp- complain about there not being enough content he just tells them to stop playing like <laughs> that's, yeah. i mean he's right he literally says like he's like if you feel like you've done everything like unsubscribe for a couple stop months playing. and come back he's like come back yeah. when we've put more in like we are always putting more stuff in but like you don't have to play this as the only game you play like you can always do other stuff good dude man yeah He's as a designer. <laughs> uh, yeah, him and Sakura are really making good games. Yeah. Uh, well, well, that was that was fun. Let's let's get into some more discourse, I suppose. Right. That's it's never it's, it's never a bad thing. Never um, a bad time. So uh, we have on the list New York Times letter slash response. Steph, could you uh, kick this off for us? Yeah. So um, you know, uh, the New York Times has a bad habit of liking to normalize both sides of an argument that doesn't have both sides. Um, You may recall this from, like, famously profiling dapper Nazis. Oh, yeah, I uh, forgot about that. That kind of thing. Well, they have published an absurd number of pieces over the last, like, year and a half that are, that use, like, stuff like the trans question and, like kind of giving equal weight to people who think that trans people shouldn't exist and trans people, which are two fundamentally different groups. Like, you can't, that's not... It's the both sides of every argument. That's not a... Yeah, not every argument has both sides. And uh, so this week, several hundred New York Times contributors wrote an open letter to... The, stan- the like the head of the sta- of standards basically at the times and said hey we are concerned about how about the way that you are portraying transphobe like or how you are echoing transphobia to like as the paper of record like the way that you're framing this like if any like like you shouldn't no one should be referring to a demographic of people as a question Right. Historically, that's had bad solutions. Yeah, that's 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 typically uh, not a good time. Normally, really bad stuff. Um, but so and then like they had an additional like fifteen thousand like readers and like whatever like also sign on in support. And the standards person wrote back like the same day and was like. Very, like, oh, like, I can't believe you would accuse accuse us of transphobia. We love our trans, like, we love trans people here at the Times. Um, And then, and, like, basically said, like, the woke mob is coming for uh, the New York Times. And then, uh, instead of, as a, like, extra bad double-down reaction to this whole thing, they let Pamela Paul write an op-ed for the opinion section and you might not know pamela paul if you're not in books but pamela paul was the gatekeeper of the new york times book review for a very long time and she basically decided on her own what books were going to get coverage and which weren't and interestingly enough you might not be surprised by the demographic choices of which kind of books she let get right written about 
Pamela Paul wrote a piece that was published in the Times the next day called In Defense of J.K. Rowling. So that was the Times, uh, like, extremely measured and completely not irresponsible reaction to be politely asked to not be transphobic anymore. Just decided to double down on the transphobia. So, um, that's, yeah, it, it is very interesting, right? This, uh, there's this whole woke mob that apparently is canceling everybody, but I feel like I've yet to see it really t- cancel anybody. Yeah, like, who's getting canceled? Like, J.K. Rowling's getting, like, books made, or more, like, book deals, fucking Dave Chappelle is selling out shows, Louis C.K. is still performing, like, like, canceling doesn't actually happen to the people who most deserve it. The most effective it's been uh, at all recently was, like, uh, Kiwi Farms. And, and isn't that yeah. back up? And it's back. <laughs> like, yeah. that didn't yeah. really happen. Like, well, I, I think it doesn't help that the person who tried to get it canceled had a good reason, but turned out to basically be the same kind of person who goes on Kiwi Farms and starts drama. But we'll leave that for another day. <laughs> yeah, there was uh, a lot lot wrong on that side there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not not going to really get into that person, but uh, that's rough. Yeah, it, uh, the only person I know who got really canceled, and it's more of somebody who just said, I'm done with this and left, was Lindsay Ellis. And she got in trouble for not the stuff that regular people were like, hey, that wasn't the greatest thing, and potentially we're wrong about it, but like, I don't like that you did that. And people were like, hey, what if we were dicks to a woman for like completely unrelated reasons? And that was more of somebody that, you know what, y'all can try to cancel me, I'm out of here, I don't need this, which, power to somebody for saying I'm stepping away from the internet, because it's just sucky. I should do it. Um, <laughs> it feels great. Yeah, I imagine but, uh, it does. So it's... But yeah, so it's basically just there's like... There's no woke mob, I don't think. There's no woke mob. There's like you some annoying know... people, like, whoop-de-doo, like, every, like, everyone gets bothered by annoying people. If you're getting harassed... That's bad people. That's not the woke mob. That's just shitty people. Yeah. So, uh, and to to further the example of why the woke mob is not real is is a construct of the deranged American conservative mind. Um, a thing that I, as a woke leftist mob member, um, think is terrible, which is this, um. These posts that have been going around the internet uh, of la- over the last couple of days stating that sensitivity updates have been made to the Roald Dahl books so that they are more appropriate for young readers. No. And it's like... What are Roald, Roald Dahl's books? I, so I he's, the, he's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, The Witches, ah, yes. Matilda, okay. like... Um, he was in the same uh, World War II death squad as uh, Christopher Lee, I think, and Sean Connery. Oh. Yeah, um, okay. that's interesting. Yeah, but um, the basically it's just like things like phrasing where where it originally says like, and maybe when she grew up she would become a typist for or like a lady who works in an office or something to be like, and then will she grow up? She'll be a CEO, like, girl bossy kind of, like, 
Okay. Women can be women don't have to be secretaries thing, but like they're missing be, the point. It'd be better just to be like so, she could be whatever she wants. <laughs> like but like also like don't don't fucking George Lucas books right. make yeah, a no new one actually, thing. Yeah, I don't it's it is weird it, the stuff that becomes culture war cuz like I don't know as like a, a a woke leftist mob member like you said I don't I don't think that's good but I don't really give a shit like oh yeah like, that book was written before I was born yeah, of course it's istinphobic things like, things were like are products of their time and you kind of have to treat them as should, such and remember that like yeah like not to give wb and hbo max any fucking props for anything but like that's why their approach to like having the old looney tunes catalog on their service was so like thoughtful and appreciated that yeah, it was that's why like disney copied it like hey some of this shit's good at kind of bad dog so uh <laughs> just be careful yeah yeah like i, I think like it doesn't it serves no one to censor books that were already written if you think that they are problematic and don't want them to be an example to your children in the modern day, don't read them. Right. Yeah, Get I, a different book. The thing is, is that you know, know how many books where there are ladies who are CEOs without some random person changing a dead person's words 50 years after they wrote a book. But, right. but who cares about this? Like my, my point being like this, like, every, you know, when I go to my, like, overthrow the world leftist meetings this isn't on the agenda like no one really cares about that no shit. yeah and it's, it's and that's the thing is that like this is a response from someone who doesn't who is missing the point so profoundly on like what actually like it's it's like it's almost like a more like black and female prison guards kind of thing where it's like no we don't this isn't this isn't how we fix things. And how we fix things is just move on like accept that the children's book canon can be a flexible creature. Yeah, like that, the left wasn't comp- complaining about the green M&M shoes. Like that that one wasn't on us, man. I, I don't I, Mars no. just wanted to do that. Like that's So I did want to ask like I I, th- I think I saw a post somewhere talking about uh, this thing that happened. Um was one of the changes also like getting rid of the word fat and using like enormous instead was that another edit yeah like it was stuff Which like i think is worse like that. i think that's worse like as somebody yeah, like who's, fat is just like a a descriptive a word yeah as somebody who is a bigger person if you called me enormous i'd be like well that's rude <laughs> <laughs> but if you call me fat i'd be like yeah a bit yeah like i get it yeah, like <laughs> yeah that yeah that's Oops. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that's real weird. I, I don't get why you yeah. would do that. I was actually, uh, I went to see my parents today, and I was actually laughing with my, my mom and dad about, you know, my parents, um, about how, you know, we were watch, used to watch Dragon Ball Z. I'm like, hey, you guys remember Mr. Popo? And my mom's like, oh, she, she said, you know, I hate how much they used to, like, charge up in the old Dragon Ball Z. It'd be like a whole episode of just dudes screaming at each other. I'm like, yeah, that sucked, but when they brought it back for Dragon Ball Z Kai, at least they turned that down. I was like, oh, yeah, also they made Mr. Popo blue, and I showed my dad, and he laughed at the original Mr. Popo, because they really just put a whole-ass blackface guy in the show, and then he just saw the blue one, and he's like, man, just leave him alone. And I'm yeah. like, hey, the damage is done. <laughs> right, it's already out there, like, and it's it's not like they went back and changed it in everything. Like, it's it's like when they tried to change Jinx in Pokemon. I was gonna from... say Jinx with purple yeah, being like, blackfacey. But, like, we can't... But the thing... So, if they would have made Mr. Popo blue going forward, 
you'd be like, okay, that's weird, but he's blue now. But they tried to digitally make him blue because it was old. It's not like going forward. It was the old stuff. Right. Like, you couldn't go back and make old Jinx purple because you'd see, like, the lines not match. Right. I think it was a good idea to make her purple in general. Like, the bad idea would have been to not make that Pokemon. But I, I get changing the it. The best that's, idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's... He's like, you know, we're just going to show Smoochum. We're not really going to show that, like, no, no Smoochum has ever evolved. That's never happened. There is, there's no Pokemon number whatever well, Jinx is. You, you, re- you like, I, I mean, staying on the Pokemon thing, you know, like, Jinx was, like, kind of in the same league as, like, Electabuzz and Magmar, and they both got evolutions. Jinx didn't. <laughs> You're right! <laughs> yeah, J- Jinx did not evolve. They were like, yeah, you know what? That Pokemon didn't exist. Like, they unpersoned that Pokemon. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, because, well, it, it was Mr. Mime who just got a pre-evolution. Well, Mr. Um, Rhyme came out, and that's like an evolution. Yeah, he's did the you not, one. Really? Did you not know that? Mr. Rhyme? No! R-H-I-M-E. Yeah. R-H-Y-M-E? I don't remember. R-H-Y-M-E is how you just smell the regular word rhyme. Oh, R-I-M-E. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Rhyme. I think he spelled what? the rhyme like Prost. Yeah, he's... I just but... got him on Pokemon Go the other he's day. He's cool looking, actually. Yeah, here's the I freaky mean, he thing. Like a, you know those... Mr. Mime, but he's cool looking. You see those two things on his chest that look like buttons? Yeah, that looks like the old head that he had. Those are his eyes. <laughs> that's even funnier. Yeah. This trickster. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, I hate oh, that too. <laughs> um, But yeah, I'm looking at, yeah, Scyther Evolved. Pinsir, Jinx does not. Yep. Elect- Electabuzz evolves and has a pre-evolution Magmar. Yeah, Jinx was the only one of that group that didn't get one. Justice Neutron. Well, just... Oh, Pinsir just has Mega Evolution, right? He doesn't evolve, right? Yeah, he just has Mega Evolution. Right. Yeah, Pinsir, yeah, no. And so does Tauros, okay. But Jinx, I don't, I don't want to... Oh, no, there's, like, other versions. Can you imagine, like, Alolan Jinx or, like, Larian Jinx? I mean, Alolan Jinx would just be Jinx, but with, like... A like a, the hula skirt, a hula skirt, Bad. yeah, and coconut Good shell idea. bra. Like, actually, that Pokemon that that was, yeah, too bad they made a blackface Pokemon because she actually had some great design choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, she was supposed what, to be like nope. an opera singer, like it was like kind of like the 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 Valkyries or the whatever the Ride of the yeah, Valkyries like, the like style bra. thing. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it was just the blackface part that was weird. I don't know what the fuck that. I was. I mean, honestly, I think part of that just had to do with the amount of colors that you could display on a Game Boy Color slash Game Boy. Like, I don't think that it was on purpose at first. Like, I I think that I mean, I would think that if not for the lips, the actually, like... the lips are what made me yeah, think. Yeah, you're right. This is just like a Mister Popo kind of thing. <laughs> but you have to we we've I think we've had the same discussion before on the podcast about like those that style of lip just appearing in animation in general and like I'm not yeah. sure if it's always like supposed to be or intended to be like blackface. I think it's just a way that like especially Japanese animation draws lips sometimes. Yeah. Well like cuz uh, the dudes in Ultimate Muscle had it and I don't think they were supposed to be black. They just were dudes with big lips. What are the kids lips. in Deku's class has? Yeah. yeah, Sato. Yeah, the guy, the Sugar Man, who just looks like Ultimate Muscle guy. Yes, he does. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yo, you just straight up ripped off the character. Uh, I don't remember what it's called in Japan, but I call it Ultimate Muscle. Yeah, so that's the that's the New York Times letter in response. Don't support transphobia. It's pretty whack. Yeah, and don't ask us um, how we got the Pokemon from there, but you know. <laughs> you know, Galar is Galar is based off Turf Island, right? Yeah. Is that a different? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Galarian Jinx would have just been pretty much the same character jk rowling <laughs> um 
Yeah, YouTube's... needless to say, also don't defend billionaires. They don't need they don't your need help. A, yeah, they have PR. They can pay for it. Like if you're gonna do it, at least ask for some money from them. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, carry on. What's the, the next uh, thing? The YouTube CEO stepped down. Um, Susan what Nikki or something, right? Uh. Uh. What you know? Nit Nikki, like uh. It's it's Polish, but like, it's yeah. Like Shia <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I, I I can. I'll be honest. I don't know how to pronounce this specific Polish name. Um, but people did not love her as a CEO. Um, and it seemed like you I mean, mean she, she didn't was... girl boss her way to a better YouTube. Well, she, I mean, she girl boss herself to the CEO, but it's uh, a lot of the problems were just like it seemed like a lot of people would blame her just because she's the CEO. But we're like, this is a systemic issue, and it's probably Google's fault. But she has the power uh-huh. to not be shitty, and she's not using that power. Which you know, that's what CEOs do. Um, and people. You know someone's about to be on some nonsense. Uh, she got replaced by some guy that I think is like a big like crypto guy. Great. I think. Oh, good. I don't know if that's correct. I don't want to just speak. I don't want to speak ill of a billionaire, but I don't know if it's true. Uh, new, according to Decrypt.com, new YouTube CEO is bullish on Web3 tech like NFTs and the metaverse. Uh, so yeah, it does seem like that. And you know, for YouTubers to say, man, this guy's going to be worse than the lady. Seems like he's probably going to be a really bad CEO for YouTube, Oof. and people are worried because YouTube is not the place of uh, progressivism, as I will say. I don't have a lot else to say. Just kind of weird. I was going to say, I feel like, like I re- I read some, that a little bit. Like she was kind of like, what was her? Did she cite why she was stepping down? Like, is it uh, like failure to deal with the the existence of a radicalization machine on her website or? Uh, I did not see. I mean, that would be if if that was the reason. I'd be like, oh, well, good for you for recognizing. But I I, I don't know. Well, that could um, all be getting much if worse. T- if they're letting very soon. Yeah, if they're letting uh, NFT guy take over, then probably not too concerned about. Well, I was even thinking there's a Supreme Court decision coming up soon that could uh, change the way that platforms have to deal with like their own moderation, and uh, that could be pretty problematic. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not sure. Also, we when we talk about the parent company, I guess we should say Alphabet. Not out of respect, but just out of clarity. But I don't feel <laughs> on that. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know if she had any specific reason. But I can imagine... I might have just read, like, that she was widely criticized for not or something. Oh, she was. Yeah, she was. Um, everybody will... Who gives a shit about the radicalization problem will point out that YouTube could have done something to stop it, um, and they didn't, right? Yeah. So famously, same thing with Twitter, same thing with Reddit, same thing with Facebook. Like all of it, all of it bad. All of it bad. And the thing about it is, they have the, a lot of them have the power to stop some of this stuff. Like we famously saw that you can't like do Nazi shit on German Twitter. It's like, okay, so you guys have the functionality for this, but you're not using it? Like, why is that? Well, one like, of the... Because we don't want to yeah, get like, rid of the, the Republican harm? Party. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, see. I was going to say that one of the big things for, like, at least in American Twitter uh, was specifically that they were, you know, worried... Basically, if they applied the same rules that they applied to, like, you know, trying to censor the Nazi shit in Germany, uh, it would catch a lot of what 
Republican government officials say and try to block them and kick them off the platform because uh, turns out they say a lot of the same things. So say a lot of the same things that Nazis do. Who'd have thunk it? But if you call them out on that and say like you know any like they 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 jump on you for being oh just going straight to Nazism, huh? It's like well. <laughs> If it uh, walks like a duck and it, uh, quacks say, like a duck. Shoot? If it walks like a goose. Sorry. sorry you missed right. the absolute lowest hanging joke. Gosh, you're right. I sure did. That's that's absurd. I'm not on my A game today. I used my one good joke before the podcast started. You know it's what? Think these things happen, right? Uh, let's see. Um, Some... Let's just keep up with the business stuff, right? Uh, Blizzard is changing their work arrangements, and a lot of people are upset about that. Um, apparently, their Activision is starting to mandate, I think, their employees go back to work office, uh, which is a wild thing to do when you are hiring people remote as one of your perks. So some people are like, hey, yo, I can't afford to live in Irvine. You don't pay me Irvine money, uh, and I'm not relocating to Irvine and uh, some of the Riot devs were like, hey, if you need a place to work, <laughs> Riot's always looking for more talented creatives, and um, I think some of the Destiny devs did it too, and it, it, it is going to, as an Overwatch fan, um, you know, if you're selfish and don't care about workers' rights, you should still care about this stuff, because there's a good chance they'll lose a lot of talent when they try to force people to go back to the we'll office. Just make the game, which will make the game worse. Yeah. Um... Uh, I was watching a podcast talking about it, and, uh, you know, they were saying this is horrible to do to your employees, it lowers morale, it's, it's not fun, it sucks. Um, one of the guys in the comments was saying, they're, they're you know, for some streamers who don't do real jobs, they're really uh, catastrophizing, right? Yeah, catastrophizing yeah, how bad this is going to be. Like, they're not saying it's the end of the world, but it is a dick move to make your team come into the office when they were hired under the pretense that that wasn't a thing. Yeah. Um, and also just yeah. California traffic is bad. Cost of living is bad. And it's just a control move that people aren't happy about. I mean, hell, I was um, mad that like my company was like starting to like have talks about being like, Hey, we might need you to go to the office for mail. And I just said, I would rather quit. <laughs> yeah. Like the, a lot and of people like just that... want it to be a thing when it's, it's, it's not something that everybody loves. I'd say most people don't love it going into the office yeah i saw a very good take on twitter today that was essentially like why is it workers problem to deal with like the fact that businesses have built like oh it'll kill downtowns like that's why is that my problem i didn't build the downtown my brother in christ yeah that was robert moses in fact it would be better i don't it would be better. It would be better if I had built the downtown. Yeah, and it would it would be better, honestly, if we start moving away from having businesses control the entire downtown, make them livable spaces again. Like that would be great. Yeah, solve a lot of the housing problems if you make like all of these empty office buildings into like Just rezone them as built as apartment yeah. buildings. Like, well, yeah, it's you know I I I feel for um because people are saying you know it's drawing drain on business. I'm like that's not our problem or fault. Um. But I do feel for the person who is like a Starbucks worker whose the Starbucks was open because people had to go into the office and they were next to one. And I'm like, you know, you could have the coffee shops and the places that people want to go where the people live. That way, people can do jobs and work. And if you have to drive to work, yeah, cool. 
But, like, we have to go to the central area that's not near where any of us live, that's real far away, spend an hour to hour and a half in the morning and the afternoon just losing time for... To not make the company more money, like, hey, if we're in capitalism, we're trying to make the most amount of money, why are we paying yeah. for people to come into the office so we could spend energy when data shows that people who work from home might not do as much work as you want in a certain amount of time, but are answering emails and doing work at 10 p.m.? They're not doing that when they go into the office, but they are doing it when they're like, eh, hey, I don't mind answering an email because that was, you know, I, I went to walk the dogs halfway through work, you know? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, like in a in a capitalist system where we should, you know, with, even if you're just focused on the on the profit, like there is something to like. It's more efficient to just have people have their workplace and home be the same. You know, it's yeah. You aren't spending <laughs> like if you are telling people that they are working from home, you're not paying for that office space. Like until yeah. until we and as individuals the thing, say, I think a lot of these rent. places have. <laughs> I think a lot of these places have a fucking uh, like ten year lease on their building, and or they don't want them. to have to break it. Yeah, or own them and don't want to have to break them. So like, they're like, we need these people to come into our space by any means necessary, or else, yeah. or else what, my motherfucker? Like, yeah, yeah look, look, you got to pay for it either way. Like, wouldn't you want to? No, get just pull an Elon and there? stop paying your rent for your uh, <laughs> office headquarters. Like, nothing, I, yeah, nothing I, will I, happen apparently. So why, why bother? Hey, you know what? If, if, if companies like, you know what? We're not going to pay landlords. I'd be like, cool. welcome to the resistance corporations. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I guess corporations are people too. <laughs> in this one one instance, and some people in the chat were saying, I don't see why it's so bad to go into the office every now and then. Like, especially since you're more, per- like someone said, my guy, when people go in the office, they're not doing work. He's like, what kind of place is going to the office and not doing work? I'm like, I don't know, maybe Blizzard HQ where they were farting on people and stealing breast milk. We know they weren't working at the office. Like, and I can understand why a lot of people don't want to go the fuck stuff. back to Irvine to work. They were getting harassed. Like, let me just stay home. Like, why why won't get bothered by, like, someone else's boss, you know? it's And even if you're not, like, even taking out the bad faith, like, if at home I am not exposed to strangers coughing on me. Like, at home I am not, like... I don't know, like, there's, like, I'm not, I mean, my most comfortable clothes, like, I have a, have better access to cheap food, like. Yeah, it's, it's, there's so many benefits, especially when you're able to do it. Um, I mean, and like, just from like a selfish standpoint, I'm like, I don't know, some of the best content came, like, once they got a rhythm working from home, I, mm. the, the, the work line seems fine to me, so I don't know. Uh, some companies are doing it, some companies are not. I don't think it's something you should just be doing just to do. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of just capitalist endeavors anyway, but it just seems like so weird to money. The- I take, but capitalism, not the greatest. <laughs> Turns out capitalism bad. Yeah. Um, and also selective, because people will forego uh, pure capitalism when it's control you know because uh, yeah like we said we're repeating stuff but you all get it um cool one le- uh one little game thing some fun news before we get into the weird zone and we'll finish um the legend of dragoon was announced to be coming to playstation a remake i care to bring this up because my partner really enjoyed that game when they were younger and um she was younger and I like seeing some memes from that game because the voice acting is very funny 
and doesn't always match the name of the moves. So I love old Jank from the PS1 area. And it's cool to see, you know, something non-Final Fantasy, but JRPG-based uh, being thought of and brought back. So Yeah. What, you didn't play uh, Yakuza 7? You don't count that? <laughs> I'm saying brought back. Brought back. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because uh, yes. there, there's plenty of, like... Like, remastered. Non, yeah, non-Final Fantasy, like, JRPGs from that era that, like, absolutely deserve a remaster or a re-release. Um, yeah. So. At least Chrono Trigger keeps getting released. Like, that game hasn't been forgotten completely to time. It's been a few years since we got one. Yeah. But there have been remasters. Like, well, we did just get Chrono released. Cross, like, last year or the year before, so... yeah. Uh, but yeah, but I think that, you know, there's still a lot, there's like, you know, I could sit here and talk forever about like, there's like Vanguard Saga, like all these different, you know, uh, old, like the old Star Ocean games, like Star Ocean 1 and 2 haven't been re-released, uh, or Star Ocean 2 hasn't been re-released since the PSP, and that's oh my gosh. a very good game, so, uh, yeah. it's one of those things where there's, there's plenty of stuff, so I would, I would like to see that trend continue. Yeah, bring back Robopon. It was a Pokemon ripoff. Yeah, I remember playing it when I was younger. Was uh, start difficult. translating the Metabot games to English again. Did you know that they still make Metabot games and like they don't translate them anymore? <laughs> I did. That's that's wild to hear. That. I, why are they making Metabot games? It's I, really popular. Like it, it's still a popular franchise. That's wild. Well, that's, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, because it was like it was like akin to like Pokemon but robots. And <laughs> no, I know that. I just didn't know they were still making them. Like I thought, it just it kind of had its time. Yeah, the sun and... it caught on a lot better in Japan because I think the translation into English didn't work super well. Um, Was that a four kids like translation? Yes, and it wasn't handled great. But no, to the yeah, four kids did such a bad job. People are like dubs are always bad. Like you know how people say video game movies are bad. I'm like, we've gotten so many good video game movies or at least acceptable <laughs> ones that they really are just as hit or miss as any other movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. when people said, ooh, Last of Us is breaking the tradition of bad video game adaptations, I'm like, uh, Detective Pikachu, Sonic 1 and 2, Arcane, uh, Cuphead. Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> nothing, nothing's been happening over here. Don't worry about it. Right. Like, yeah, so it's, so yeah, there's that. Um, also, little thing, uh, Facebook and Instagram are going to start selling blue checks because nothing is sacred Because it worked world. out so well on Twitter. Cool. Does every does every tech CEO have a humiliation kink? Because I feel non consensually involved. Yeah, in it, <laughs> it sure feels like it. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Uh, <laughs> I, I was gonna say it, it's only the men because we just saw Susan step down, but I forgot. Like Elizabeth Holmes was lying for so long that maybe she's part of the club too. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> fascinating person. Um, and we'll finish with the scariest thing on here that is, uh, have you seen any of this AI deepfake stuff happening? At least like the sound stuff? Yeah, we talked about a little bit about it last week because I was talking about it being applied to VTubers uh, particularly. Oh yeah, like especially. Because it's like really easy to fake it along with their, you know, just talking model. Um, yeah. But so, yeah, it's been, continuing. Seeing, uh, yeah, there's been a lot on TikTok recently and it's kind of that thing where, like, oh, man, like, the, the, the death machine is on its way, but at least we're going to do memes with it first. And I'll admit, people are coming up with some funny memes, having uh, 
uh, Biden, Trump, and Obama like talking like uh, video game lobbies arguing with each other. And it does sound, you're like, this does sound enough off because, like, the cadence isn't perfect. Or, like, they're speaking in a way that's not super characteristic to them. But the voice does sound right. Right. And it's funny. And people are like, I don't know why you guys aren't more scared. I'm like, I don't know if I could get more scared. Like, this is going to yeah, be horrifying. Yeah, like, I've been scared for funny. a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But hearing hearing Obama or hearing Biden say Trump to stop bottom fragging because he's not getting enough kills in Valorant <laughs> is just funny. Like, it's like, yeah, it's... The world is, this is terrible. It's going to lead to so much disinformation. But I know that this is not disinformation. This is just being stupid. And again, and, this is funny because it shows that VTubing and like the community around that was pioneers in this discussion because we've been talking about it for a few weeks being like, this is really bad. I was going to say, hey. yeah, it's like the, uh, like the canary in the coal mine. Yeah. Like, hey, as like, as go the VTuber, so goes society. It's real bad that we could just, you know take their videos and use their voice samples to make them say whatever we want and it looks real because we have well, no like to be fair like they haven't got the video there yet so it is just the audio yeah and if someone plays a clip some of them can sound convincing but for the most part you're like well the person didn't even bother to deep fake the video it's just a picture of them you're like okay yeah with the vtubers uh, like they they get their voices pretty dang close too like i think it just depends on the the quality and amount of like voice that you have to sample and uh, yeah. turns out if you're out there streaming, you're self-speaking for, you know, 40 hours a week. Hours at a time, There's yeah. going to be There's a content. lot to draw on. <laughs> yeah, they got a... Uh, I saw one. I was watching... Someone just posted a video of Hassan reacting to them. And he saw one that was... Uh, <laughs> it was Joe Rogan asking Ben Shapiro if he had the opportunity, would he get ratatouille And uh, a lot of the <laughs> ability for the AI is knowing what these people would say and how they would react... And honestly, like the Ben Shapiro wasn't perfect because his cadence is very strange. Yeah. And the rob like the robots having a hard time fitting it. But the Joe Rogan was like ninety eight percent. Like, damn, they the person wrote for him, and this this AI got it. And it was just a silly conversation hearing people argue about being ratatouille. And of course, Ben Shapiro got very uh overly semantic. So this this doomsday uh ability is horrible but it, at least we're getting memes for now i guess it's yeah it's weird to see like well, in, the millennial even, nihilism at its best even in just well, the it's past like year with crossover video games if you're gonna if disney's gonna own every property i should at least get to see iron man high five kylo ren and mickey have a, a, a lightsaber keyblade and the fact that i have yeah. it is like what are you sitting on this property for right if you're not gonna be why do you even have it? this if you're not gonna cha- like charge me five thousand dollars for a kyber crystal drink right yeah like was it nonsense that rick and morty were in space jam yes but if we're gonna have one stupid cameo look just give me the just feed the slop to me like stop gatekeeping it either make a good movie or just just make it candy and for like well the sanctity of our franchises bro you threw sanctity out the window and you made space jam too man like yeah where's lola bunny's paws at (laughs) it is crazy to think like even in just the last year how much like the uh machine learning and ai has become available to like public use and just like the consumption of, uh-huh. the, of people in general um yeah and like it makes you think like in a year like where are we gonna be you know it, it i was watching no. yeah i was watching like a we'll, we'll be in hell next year because it's gonna be an election year and like all of this compiled say, with. I've, a, I've been in hell for the last hundred calendar yeah. days so um but the <sighs> the um i was watching a clip earlier where it was a Hololive VTuber imitating the Neurosama, the AI VTuber. And 
Mm-hmm. I then watched a clip of Neurosama watching the clip of the VTuber imitating her, and she responded saying, hey, that sounds just like me. <laughs> like, recognizing, like, her own speech patterns being replicated by somebody else. And I was like, oh, God, like, <laughs> it's becoming I self-aware. <laughs> yeah, this... I don't understand the people who keep messing with this stuff. Like, hey, why are y'all doing this? Like, stop. Um, it literally is like the fucking the the terror vor- vortex or like the the pain torus or whatever the <laughs> fuck the the onion particle is. Like, yeah, the- yeah. Because I, I don't I don't see any real use case to AI and deep faking of people. Uh, like AI other than to art- falsify like. Yeah, stuff. literally just to falsify information because people were like, well, at least with AI art, you could do some things that maybe people don't want to do. Like, best case is just like, hey, let's get the shading done so the artists don't have to do that. Or, you know, there's some application. Like, what's the application to deep faking someone's voice? Like, I mean, yeah, I guess like, the one application is maybe somebody doesn't want to have to read the like read for the audiobook, so they just get the AI to do it. But that's just putting somebody out of a job. But besides that, I can't think of any positive use for this other than no, no positive use, no positive use. Yeah, I was gonna say there's there's plenty of negative use. Um, yeah. I, I was gonna say yeah, there's plenty of ways that corporations can benefit. From yeah, this. I suppose like you could say that a possible positive use would be as if you were someone who you know, were had a lot of, A, you'd have to have a lot of vocal sampling out there, but somehow lost your ability to speak and still wanted to be able to communicate in a verbal manner, you could yeah. use it to do that. But I don't know if that would be, like, really, like, ideal or even, like, applicable in a way that we want it to be. Um, I mean, it, yeah, cause, it's possible. Cause that'd be like if you wanted to keep on being a podcaster, but, like, I would have to say, hey, I think the ship has sailed on that for you. And just communicating with maybe somebody who is blind, like maybe you want to talk to your, your your blind friend or something, you could just use Microsoft Sam for that. Like you don't necessarily need AI voice to do that. No, but it, it might, so might be than just cool. Unnaturalistic. Like if you oh, had a- cool, if you had yeah. access to enough of your own voice sampling to be able to continue to use your own voice, like that is something that like whether we notice it or not, like we do identify a lot with the way we sound. Like why do you think when you listen to yourself speak, it sounds weird to you? You know, just, it's hey, I'm built different. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I've had to no, just, right. just spent so many hours editing the podcast that he is just yeah. I was gonna say I've, with how he sounds. I used to say that I never listen to the podcast. Now I do go back and listen to them, so I'm I'm used to it as well. But uh, it's tough, right? It, it is it's, tough. It's weird to get used to. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's one of those things where you're attached. It's part of your. It can be part of your identity, like how you sound. So. Yeah. Maybe if that was if that was the case where if you were to lose the capability for speech and there was a way for you to, you know, replicate it either with, you know, uh interactive keyboards or even if it was just like typing to text or like text to speech, but it was still in your own voice. Yeah. I could see people wanting to do that. It's funny to see stuff that's in media that I don't think was real when they came up with it, but it just came to pass. Um I'm seeing I'm I'm watching my hero right now, so spoilers. Um uh-huh. But Hawks gets, he gets pretty fucked up at one point, and like his throat gets damaged, so he can't really speak. <clears throat> like he does take his mask off at one point. And say, I sound like this now because his throat got destroyed. But what he does have is he has a little. He's just tapping on his phone, and it's talking in his voice, but it's like through a computer. And you're like, 
Yo, I don't know if that technology existed when Horikoshi wrote this in the manga, but it definitely uh-huh. does exist now. Yeah. And I don't know 100% sure if they're using it or not, but it's so wild to be like, no, that's a real thing you could do, and especially for a character like Hawks, who was in the public eye. It's like, oh yeah, no, some, someone else probably also has this soundboard for him, and he's just talking in his voice. Board. Yeah, and I'm like, that's actually a, a wild thing to think about. Uh... Wild show to watch, by the way. Uh, unrelated, but yeah, the AI stuff is is scary. But look up some of the memes and laugh until it gets scary, right? Um, <laughs> right? You do that for us? Yeah. Um, but I think that's everything. I think it's a whole podcast, right? Yeah. I sure think so, too. Yeah, I want to hope in the future we get some closer to open source storytelling sort of situations. Because um, I had watched that new My Hero today um and just thinking about all the things in the world that must exist um or things that are alluded to uh because at one point we see overhaul and his like sleeves are flapping because he doesn't have arms anymore mm-hmm. and <laughs> my partner's like they couldn't have just sewed that close for him they had to like let the man live like that and i'm like well, yeah from just a me- flapping around like that yeah so we had a conversation but i was like from a meta standpoint, that's just so we can quickly identify, oh, hey, that's the guy without arms. Oh, it's the guy from before. Like, so, from a meta standpoint, that's why I did it. But that makes me want to think, well, in-universe, why did they help this man out? Like, they have more money they know what to do with. Like, they have large artillery cannons. They have stuff that can stop all for one. Like, and we heard one of the prison guards talking about how they should probably just kill some of the inmates instead of keeping them. And the one guy's like, dude, we're always being recorded. Why would you say that? I'm like, I want to see a cop show in this universe, not to root for them, but just to see, yo, what is it like when all you do is show up and put somebody in handcuffs and, like, you hold a gun, but you're like, this isn't gonna stop anybody, like, if someone called me, like, I'm just here to die, like, uh, <laughs> and, like, what's, like, what's the, what are the therapists like and, and stuff like that, and, I mean, Star Wars was really cool because we had all the extended universe and people were like, hey, what is it like for people who aren't Jedi, like, what's it like in there, you know, the old joke of, Man, we blew up the Death Star. You think, like, the janitors knew that they were working for fascists? Like, some of them definitely knew, but some of them had to be like, I have no clue what this building is, but the Empire said I have to come here every week and do this, so I'm doing it because, I don't know, I guess it's a job, right? Because it got like, me out of being in, like, literal, like, like living, like, you know, in literal sewers like, or something. Living in a slum, yeah. sewers. Like- yeah, and like, you know you're working on an Empire super weapon? This isn't a super weapon, dude. Like, what? It's, it's a it's a moon, right? There's like, a no, mole no, on, like. Yeah, I, I want to know on what's thirty third floor. Yeah, I want to know what like these worlds that are built. I I, I want to know more about them, and I know it's not the point. It's never the point. But man, who you know? What was it like for the guys building the X wings? Like, what was that factory like? Was it just droids? We know droids have a sense of humor. At least C three PO does. Oh. R2 and BB-8 have senses of humor. They're just nonverbal, but they crack jokes. R2-D2 seems like a wise-ass. So I want to see what stuff is... I don't know. Uh, yeah, make more of that kind of stuff, please. Uh, I think that's everything. Y'all got anything else before we close up shop here? I don't think so. Nope. Well, we did it. No AI necessary. Uh, Hell Steph, yeah. Would you like to give the people the social media biz? Sure. Um, so Thanks. if you want to, uh, yeah, no problem, man. Uh, if you want to find us on the internet, you can do that. We are on Twitter at Character Rev. We are on Facebook and Instagram under Character Reveal. We are in your browser at CharacterReveal.SimpleCast.com. And we are in your podcatcher of choice at 
uh, under character reveal. Surprise. Um, you can find links to all of these things on our link tree, which is like linktr.ee slash character reveal. Guess what? Uh, we have branding. We've got consistency. Um, and then, you know, you can find all of us individually. Um, I'm Captain Step on Twitter, the Snow Queer on Tumblr, and Hella Step on Instagram. Uh, Dom's brother Dom anywhere he wants to be found. And Eric, you will have to track him down with uh, psychic powers if you want to discover his location. Um, nevertheless, um, if you like what you're hearing, you could give us a rating or a review on iTunes. Um, you could send us an email and say that you uh, you enjoy it. It's characterreveal at gmail.com. You can become a patron on patreon.com slash characterreveal. Donate a dollar or more per month. Or you could buy coffee because that's a that's a benefit for both of us. You can buy coffee, and you would do that through our sponsor at Grinding Coffee Company. They're an LGBTQ plus owned, black owned, woman owned online coffee shop with delicious flavors. I'm not exaggerating here when I say the coffee is delicious. Uh, every time I've drank it, it helped. Uh, Every time I've drank it, drunk it, every time I've drank poured it. it into a cup and then poured the cup into my mouth, it has helped me wake <laughs> up and have a quite a good day. I don't think I've ever had a bad day after I've had some. Uh, I think that's a ringing endorsement. I don't know about you. But you can go to their website or follow the link in our description and use offer code character reveal for 10% off your order, which is good to do because they've got beans, they've got grounds, they've got K-cups, everything you would need uh, to, put, to put some coffee into a pre- preparation apparatus and get that coffee back out. So, you know, go check them out, look at the flavors, see what you like, offer code character reveal uh, at their site or following our link in the description and 10% off. It's it's a triple win. Helps you, helps us, helps them. What more could you really ask for there? So check them out. Grinding Coffee Company. Coffee for gamers, streamers, and everybody in between. And listeners, wow, thanks. You made it to the end of the episode. And how could you not? I think we're a great team. We, we put out good content. And you, uh, we make content. You listen to it. It's it's, it's teamwork. Uh, but thanks for hanging out. Uh, we'll see you again next week. Uh, but until next time, see you later. Bye. Bye. Cool. We did it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>